In today's show, I'm taking a look at the waiver wire for NBA Fantasy Basketball League's Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball looking at the waiver wire today, looking at points leagues, looking at category leagues, looking at players to add, players to drop. So let's talk about those players right now. And let's start by looking at players in category leagues that you can drop. These are not players that you have to drop. These are players that if you are in need of a posi- an open spot on your roster um, and you're looking long-term, these can be guys that you can move on from. I think Marvin Bagley, actually, you can just drop regardless. He's a guy that is still... These are all guys that are rostered in over 70% of our advanced league metrics. That's way too much. For Marvin Bagley, who's not even a top 200 player this year, I know he was the number two pick. I know, look at all this potential. But potential doesn't mean jack shit when he hasn't actually ever been able to be good in an NBA game so far in his career. So um, I think you're just wasting a roster spot by holding on to Marvin Bagley at this point. Now, Carmelo Anthony's in a little bit of a different story. He's scoring really well at the moment, like really well. He's putting up some big scoring numbers. And with the injuries the Blazers have got, I wouldn't say that Mallow is a guy that you just go out and drop. But if you are looking to make future-facing moves, if you're looking to say, well, you know, I need to add a player that's coming back, maybe that's Wendell Carter Jr. Maybe you're looking at adding his teammate, Yusuf Nurkic, off the waiver wire. Whether you're looking to add Jaron Jackson in Memphis and go, well, you know, I give up a top 130 value for two weeks to get a guy that's going to be top 70 or top 60 moving forward, then Mallow becomes expendable. So that's why I've got him there. Blake Griffin, a guy that did, he's playing back-to-backs now somehow. He's turning in some okay games, but I wouldn't say that Blake, despite the name brand recognition, is a guy that needs to be held. Now, I would still be trying to do everything I can to trade him um, to get anything back that's better than a waiver wire piece, but you're probably not going to be succeeding there. Most likely, you don't have Griffin on your team. But in saying that, I'm doing these because these players are rostered in over 70% of leagues, so somebody does. Now, whether that's people who don't listen to this show or not, I'm not sure. But Griffin isn't someone that needs to be held on to. Rowan Barrett Jr., probably the most controversial on this list. But the problem I have with Barrett is not that he is a bad field goal percentage guy, not that he is a poor free throw percentage guy at times, not that he doesn't hit volumes of threes or get steals or get blocks and then is a low rebound, low assist player. It's that Tom Thibodeau has decided that he's not very good and he is playing him low minutes. He's played under 30 minutes for four consecutive games. He hasn't gone above 32 minutes, or he's gone above 32 minutes once in the last eight. And this is a guy that was just getting absolutely pounded with minutes, 36, 37 a night. And Tibbs is basically, and and I think almost if he wants to win games, rightfully so, which shouldn't be the focus of the Knicks, but that's fine. um, He's saying, well, Barrett's not that good. Guys like Bullock and Burks and Rose, um, they're better and they're playing more minutes. And Barrett was already a guy that really was only in Category League fantasy discussion because he was just getting so many minutes. 
And if he goes back to a normal human level of playing time, then he's not going to be worthwhile. So I'm not sure if this trend continues, but once out of eight and then four in a row of under 30 is a disturbing trend. Paul Millsap put him here because he's been added in a lot of spots and his minutes have also gone up 30, 27 and 33 in the last three games. Uh, and that's coincided with Jermichael Green playing under 20. I'm not sure that's the right decision from the doctor, Michael Malone, but it is what it is. Now, in those three games, they lost to the Bucks. They beat the Cavs by 40, and they just beat the Thunder. So I wouldn't say it's been a rousing success. Um, and I'm not convinced that Millsap continues to play almost 30 minutes a night. Uh, he's not good enough at this point to do that. He's too old to do that. And I just don't think the fantasy game is there. I think it's a little bit fluky. So if you do have him, I would consider him a droppable player. For points leagues, um, these guys are all rostered again in over 70% of leagues, and I just don't think they're worth holding on to more value through streaming that spot. DeAndre Jordan, um, look, he just doesn't get enough minutes as the net center. Duncan Robinson, Seth Curry, we've talked about these guys before. They are three-point specialists who have more value in category leagues. They're not really doing anything apart from hitting threes. And in a standard Yahoo points league, that gives you no actual bonuses at all. So they are still rostered in far too many leagues. They are not 12-team points league players. Lou Williams of the Clippers. Now, Williams um, is putting up numbers at the moment with Paul George out, so he's worth having a short-term hold for. But if you're looking long-term, I don't think he's someone you hold on to. And the same goes with Dante DiVincenzo, who's really rolling at the moment because Drew Holiday's out. But when Drew returns, DiVincenzo becomes a drop. So that's when you have to make that decision. If you are looking, as I mentioned in that earlier section, if you are looking at players who might be coming back from injury and you're looking at long-term stashing or, hey, let's grab a guy, even though it might be rough initially, um, DiVincenzo is that guy that's expendable because while the numbers at the moment are fine and if you've got a roster spot and you want to add him for the short term, by all means, but if you need to clear that roster spot, then he does become a droppable player. Let's look at some short-term ads now, category leagues. I don't know what the Wizards are doing. And I think that's a blanket statement in general, but they started Mo Wagner on Sunday. Mo Wagner played well on Sunday. So Mo Wagner is now a short-term ad. Wagner is a good um, per-minute player that if he can get 24 a night, he'll be a comfortable 12-team league guy. Whether I can feel confident in that, I can't, but I'll figure it out later. I'll, I'll add him now and let's just sort it out later. Same with Thomas Sadoransky. Getting eight or nine assists off the waiver wire is not an easy thing to do. We've seen his minutes jump back up. I saw someone post on Reddit today that I, I said that yeah, Sadoransky will take over as the starting point guard from Kobe White. I, I don't believe that'll happen. I think I said there was some whisper maybe that the Bulls would consider that. I don't I don't really think they will do it, but I know Sadoransky will get, will get more minutes. He played 30 last game. He's had over 27 in two of the last four. He can get assists, he can score, he can get steals, he can shoot efficiently. Um, he's got some short-term value, at least for now. The Rockets are dealing with injuries to Christian Wood and to Victor Oladipo. So Jay Sean Tate is in the mix there. He is not spectacular, I wouldn't say, um, but he is putting up good numbers. He gets really good uh, field goal numbers. He gets some steals. He gets assists sometimes. Um, he is, you know, he's been solid enough this year with those injuries. His playing time is pushing up and he's worth an ad. Dario Saric is an interesting one. Came off the bench in his first game back. I think that that Frank Kaminsky starting experiment will not last any longer. 
and Sharich will move into that starting lineup. As much as I think that Sharich is better suited as a backup center, they can play him at power forward and then play him some backup center minutes. He did have four steals in that first game back, which is not a realistic expectation moving forward, but Sharich is a good uh, ad to have a look at. In the short term, I think Doug McDermott for Indiana. Now, McDermott has famously been a horrendous fantasy player, and I don't really think that's changing because he has no steals, no blocks, no assists. He doesn't get to the line. Um, and he's a, he's a poor rebounder. But with him starting at the moment with no Levert, no Warren, he's at least worth a look. In his last seven games, he's averaging 29 minutes and 15 points. He's only hitting 35% of his threes, so that could stand to improve. And weirdly, for a guy that's such a good three-point shooter, he doesn't take that many threes. Last year, 54% of his shots were threes. This year, he's down to 44. And um, as a starter, he's hitting only 45 or shooting... Sorry, attempting only 45% of his shots being threes. And that has even dropped in the last little bit of um, time, averaging just over his last seven games, only 36% of his shots are from deep. So he's scoring, he's doing it efficiently, um, and he's hitting free throws at a solid enough rate at the moment. Again, he's not a high-value player, he's not a high-upside player, but there is, I guess, some short-term value if you're looking to stream in some points. In a points league, these guys are all rostered in, in uh, under 60% of Yahoo leagues. Cole Anthony, I know he's currently injured. It's not a long-term scenario for Cole. He is their starting point guard. Michael Carter-Williams will not be their starting point guard, I don't believe. So I'm looking to add Cole Anthony. Josh Jackson. Now, I didn't have Josh Jackson in the Category League 1 because, according to my metrics, he's rostered in most spots, but he is a 12-team league must-add player for Category Leagues and Points Leagues, but he's available in a lot lot more of the uh, using the basic Yahoo metrics. So he is a 12-team league ad. Timothy John McConnell, the same story. You cannot leave him on the wire. He is a clear top 100 category guy, but he's also putting up some good Points League numbers as well, getting lots of minutes, lots of assists, lots of steals. He is a guy to add at least, and I say short-term here because we're looking at you know the absences of... Um, uh, yeah, TJ Warren and uh, and Karis Levert, but McConnell can be there all year. And the same, again, Nerlens Noel. He's an ad in all leagues, but he, he's been scooped up in nearly all category leagues or, you know, all of the advanced cash leagues that we track. That we track. But with Mitchell Robinson now four to six weeks, Noel played 32 minutes in his first start. He's a clear ad. But the overall Yahoo metrics hasn't caught up. So Noel is a must-roster player. And Dylan Brooks, and I, I can't believe I'm saying this. Now, he's not a good category league player, but he's rostered in just 46% of Yahoo leagues. And while there are injuries and absences to guys like Bain and Melton, they've got no choice but to play their seventh-best shooting guard big minutes, and that is Dylan Brooks. And, yeah, he can be that short-term guy. I don't believe it'll necessarily last long-term, but we're talking short-term ads here. Deep league ads. Garrison Matthews started over um, Davis Bertans for the Wizards. He didn't play particularly well, but we're talking deep leagues here, and he's rostered basically nowhere. A guy that can hit threes, maybe score 10 or 11 points. I like it. Taylor Horton Tucker, I'm a bit iffy with this. I like his talent, but he does have the ability, um, and Wes Matthews has taken over some of his minutes, but he's got the ability to be a 16-team league guy, so he's at least worth a look. I feel better about these other guys under him. Sterling Brown with Victor Oladipo out. He just gets steals. He scores. He hits threes. He's doing a bit of everything at the moment. And Jalen Brunson's got a really solid sixth-man role along or seventh-man role alongside Tim Hardaway on that Mavericks bench, playing 20-plus minutes, scoring well, hitting threes, getting assists. I like Brunson there. And then Chuma Kiki, who's getting 25 minutes a night. It does help that Aaron Gordon is out. And I don't know what they do with a Kiki when Gordon returns, <clears throat> but he should be getting all those minutes over Gary Clark. And Truma is a guy in deeper leagues that we want to take a look at. 
Let's go through some must-roster players. These are all players who are rostered in under 85% of Yahoo leagues, and they are all top 100 guys for the rest of the season, I believe. Tyrese Halliburton, must-roster. Chris Boucher, the wiki, must-roster. Roster, try again. DeLon Wright, must-roster. Al Horford, why is he right? That is ridiculous. Al Horford, clearly. Malik Beasley. Robert Covington, that's more for category leagues than points leagues. Maximum Derek White. Maximum Derek. Mason Plumley. The Pencil, Harrison Barnes. Barnesy. Paul Washington Jr. PJ Washington Jr. Um, I'm not as convinced with that one, but I still think he should be rostered. Wendell Carter Jr. He's coming back. TJ McConnell, Darius Garland, Stormin Norman Powell. I don't know what they do when Ananobi comes back, but I'm, I'm rostering Powell and figuring it out later. Nicola Batum. Let's look at some popular ads. Um, Williams added in a lot of leagues. I get it with Anthony out, with Mason out. There's some numbers coming in from Carter Williams, and no one denies he can put up numbers. I don't think it's a long-term thing, but absolutely fine for short-term. Sadiq Bay, we are absolutely overreacting. The dude was 7 of 7 from 3. It will not happen again. He will not score at that level. He lacks defensive versatility in terms of uh, fantasy contributions. He doesn't do anything else apart from have these nice nights where he hits threes. And that's all well and good for a rookie in a uh, on an NBA rebuilding team. But it's not a must-roster fantasy scenario. Grayson Allen's got absolute short-term value. Love what he's doing at the moment. And with all those injuries, he does have some value as a short-term ad. And same goes with Kenrich Williams. With Theo Maladon out and uh, Shea Gildas-Alexander and George Hill sideline, Kenrich Williams is starting and he's playing well. Hamadou Diallo's in this mix as well, guys. Um, And Kyle Kuzma. I have no idea why people are adding Kyle Kuzma. I guess it's just the fact that he is Kyle Kuzma. But yeah, I wouldn't be rushing to add the Kuz at this stage. Hot players. Guys who are ranked in the top 100, who are rostered in under 50% of leagues. Dario Saric, after his one game, we talked about him already. Jim Ennis, putting up some good names, putting up some good games, Jimmy, recently. Um, I'd I'd say he's more of a 14-team league ad than a 12-team league guy at this point. But his minutes are up. Now, this, of course, is helped by the fact that Ivan Fournier and Cole Anthony and Aaron Gordon are all sidelined. I wouldn't say that Ennis is a must-roster player. 14 teamers will want to look at Dorian Finney-Smith, though. He's getting a lot of minutes. He's not the sexiest fantasy player at all, but he's available everywhere. So you can have a look at Finney-Smith. Desmond Bain, another guy in the top 100. Now, he's out at the moment with personal reasons. I think his grandmother passed away. Um, but he's been putting up good numbers. The minutes worry is is real for me. I think he's more 14-team leaguer. While Max Struess, Struesser. Um <clears throat> yeah, he's played two good games in a row. I don't trust that when Dragic and Bradley return. But he's playing well. He's at least a name to watch for deeper formats. Let's have a look at some flyer guys. You know that I like Dylan Windler. I don't think the Cavs are going to give him the chance. But in deeper leagues, I don't mind taking a flyer there. Isaiah Stewart in Detroit. Maybe they split minutes with him and Mason Plumley. We don't know yet, but he's at least worth taking a look at. Jaden McDaniels is probably the best power forward maybe on the Wolves at this stage. He's definitely ahead of Hernan Gomez and Lehman. It's between him and Vanderbilt at this point. But McDaniels is worth a flyer. Kyra Lewis Jr., um, ahead of Nikhil Alexander-Walker, I believe, and I think we'll start games this year, so he's a stashy player, while Anthony Simons is also playing at a really high level at the moment, which is uh, definitely, if I can find my right button. A surprise, to be sure, but a welcome one. I don't see huge amounts of long-term upside in Simons, but he's at least worth a short-term flyer to see whether he can continue 
this level of play. Guys, that'll do it for me today. Don't forget to subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on YouTube. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya. See ya.